Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome everybody to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's guest is Giannis Kopel. Now Giannis is um, originally from Switzerland and he worked for five years in the travel industry. Giannis is you know, he then moved to Swaziland to work for Doctors Without Borders. After that, he worked for the Red Cross in Uzbekistan and Tajikistan, visiting political prisoners and managing a team of 14. Three years ago, he moved to California to do his MBA in Berkeley and started the company that he's the CEO of, We Travel. Welcome to the show, Yams. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, uh, you know, it's uh, for me when I always have the my guest. I always love the pre-intro section because I get to know a little bit more about them. And, and I found out, not surprisingly, that you speak French and you speak several other languages. And we sort of went on this diatribe about how in Europe it's it's very very normal. But can you talk to us about the the European lifestyle you initially had before you got into the travel industry? I was actually born in Germany, um, then we moved to Canada, to a tiny little village in the middle of nowhere, um, and then we moved back to Switzerland, but not to what I was used, or what I would become used to in the German-speaking part, we moved to the French-speaking part of Switzerland. Uh, the reason was that my dad uh, was a nuclear scientist, well, he still is, uh, he's retired now, but, um, and that, from a very early age on, kind of just threw me in these different backgrounds. I think I was way too, yeah, I was too little to really take a lot from it. Hmm. Maybe a little notch for learning languages, but that's it. Yeah, no, and obviously it led to your your jobs because you, you ended up working for five years in the travel industry. I'm just curious as to why exactly you chose those industries that you went into. Yeah, totally. So it's funny, it's just traveling itself was always the motivating factor between me earning any money. I mean, my parents would feed me, right? So I didn't really care that much about clothes or anything. But I would take summer jobs where I would I was working in at a whole person's home. I was cleaning the hospital where my mom was working in as a nurse. I was I didn't do that for very long to be honest. But um 
I was uh, selling yo-yos. I was doing all kinds of stuff normally for a week. And then I would have enough money to leave for a week to go camping somewhere, maybe go even to the south of France. I remember some epic trips with friends back in high school. Um, yeah, that was really what motivated me. And then with 17, I went on a high school exchange to the U.S. It was the first time that I left by myself for longer periods of time. And since then, I really haven't started traveling at all. Now I'm living in California, but before that, I haven't lived in the same place for more than two years since I was 17. Wow, wow. And how many years have you lived in San Francisco now? Three years. You broke it. Oh, no. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, you, you you might just be settling down now. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It almost looks like it. I mean, I have a company, you know, I went to school here. Like, yeah, looking, it's looking like it. Uh, oh, mm. Okay, okay. You, you brought the company, We Travel. What what is We Travel, and what's the story of We Travel? Sure. So, We Travel is a platform for anyone that's organizing group trips. Um, think of it as if you, if you're familiar with platforms like Eventbrite or Evite. So basically an online platform where anyone that has to organize a trip for more than 10, 15, 20 people can put the trip online, collect all the money through the platform, pay all the travelers, instead of doing all this manually, you know, like instead of collecting checks, PayPal, whatever, you have your own Excel sheets, all that mess. You can do it all through us. So basically you said they can collect the money and they don't have to do it manually? Exactly. So it's kind of like a big... Uh, the payment platform is probably the strongest part and the main reasons why a lot of people use us. We have these huge student trips, right, where I don't know, stu- uh, business school student would collect money for a trip to Costa Rica or to Israel for their 50 of their classmates. So instead of them going around and doing this all manually, they can just do it easily through our platform to see exactly what's paid. They can first collect a deposit and then remind everybody really quickly with one click to pay up the rest of the amount, which is normally a huge hassle, right, to get people to oh, yeah. pay you Absolutely. some remaining amount that they owe you. No, no, no. I mean, I completely agree. And I've been in those situations and I can tell that, you know, this is something that can help. And for those listening, you know, as Johanna said, we travel is the online platform for anyone organizing a group trip, you know, built to simplify large group trips. The platform provides organizers with pre-departure tools to collect funds and organize logistics. Now, you guys, you guys had, um, you've had one round, right, uh, from three investors. Is that correct? I don't know. That's what your crunch base says. I don't know if it's true. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, it's, the round's not disclosed yet, but we had a, a few more investors. We raised our, uh, yeah, normal seed round for Silicon Valley Standard. So we've been very fortunate to be given a chance to really, really try this out and make this a huge business. And the reason I'm asking this is because a lot of the listeners you know, they do tend to obviously see culture in different ways, but they're always, they're very business-minded. They're very entrepreneurial. And some of the questions they usually have are around pitching an idea to people or how that process is. So I was curious if yeah. you could share what that is. You're in the heart, yeah. you're in the heart of the entrepreneurial world right there. So I, I kind of want to know, you know, how it was for you when you went to into those offices to pitch out to investors, potential investors. Yeah, that's a fascinating question because so I arrived here in Silicon Valley from Tajikistan, right? That's where I was working before. This is where I had the original idea. The original idea from We Travel came from. I was working in the travel industry forever at the airport, um, doing check-in, but also working some with groups, etc. In Switzerland, um, and then in Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, I was kind of on the side next to my day job organizing these trips for people. And I saw other people organize these really cool, amazing group trips, but they were normally individual people. And 
it was really weird because if you wouldn't know these people personally, there was no way to discover that they were organizing these amazing group trips. And all these trips were a bit, I was hesitant to book them. And people that came with me on these trips, they were also hesitant because they didn't know anything about me. I didn't have a professional looking website. I didn't have any, any reviews out there, etc. So this is really where this idea came from to have a platform for independent trip organizers that maybe do the semi-professionally, maybe they even do it professionally, but they're not part of these huge tour operators because these huge tour operators, normally their tours are really not that interesting. Right. Right. Um, then I arrived in the U S I arrived in Berkeley. Uh, I was super lucky. I got a, a scholarship to come study at UC Berkeley, um, Fulbright scholarship, which really opened for me so many new doors. Um, this was, this is my lucky break. Um, I arrived in, in, in Silicon Valley and just went to every event, right? I was new with everything. The terminology made no sense to me. Half the time, I didn't really, even really understand what people were talking about, you know, like MVP, all kinds of different rounds, VCs, <laughs> etc. <laughs> First few months, I was just writing down every word I didn't understand and then went to, to ask some classmates what that stuff meant. Um, and my initial pitches were horrible, right? I mean, now we're in a situation where we employ people who raise the Senate financial around the fi- uh, successful ride around the financing, etc. But this is three and a half years after I first came to the U.S. and started pitching this idea to everybody. Um, and in the beginning, I, I sounded horrible. I mean, <laughs> we had this class in, in business school where you record yourself and a pitch coach gives you feedback over a longer period of time. And a couple of months ago, I listened to this recording again. It was just really bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would have never even wanted to work with me. I got really lucky that I found a CTO who who then started the business with me. He was super talented and believed in the idea. And then we onboarded a third co-founder later on. Um, But that was surprising given what my pitches sounded like. I I love that. I love that's the sign of growth. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's honestly, you know, business school, the whole learning how how accounting works and all of that stuff. You can do this by yourself. But what really what really helped me in school is kind of these soft skills. You know, learning how to pitch is probably the most important part of it. Hmm. Okay, okay. Now- um, but it, it's it's like it's like learning an instrument. It's it's practice, practice, practice. Um, I bet, I bet. And you met you brought up your co-founder. You, I believe, well, you have two co-founders now, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, you met up one of your co-founders in a dinner party. Is that correct? What was the story? Well, the story is a bit, it's, it's really through a common friend. So I just pitched this idea everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, in San Francisco, there's all these events where you can go, you can probably go to three, four of these events every week where there's some kind of speaker. And then there's like these mini pitches where people have like 30 seconds or a minute to explain their idea, what they're working on, why they're excited about it, etc. And I would go to all of them, all of them that I could find for months. I would just go there and tell them, Hey, look, sound as good as now. Now I'm telling you the idea of we try and like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Back then it probably didn't make much sense. And I was just saying, Hey, I have this idea of this marketplace for group trips, etc. Um, and at one of them, there was this girl, a common friend of mine, who was like, hey, I have this friend who's working on a similar trial idea. You guys should met. And then she had a dinner at her place. And this, this is where I met Garrett for the first time. Um, and that was also extremely fortunate because that's probably 
when you're starting to do a business, that's the hardest thing to find the right people to do it with. You can do it solo, but if you do a tech company, that's extremely hard because you never have going to have both the marketing pitch and the technical skills or very, very rarely. You need good co-founders and also you need them to just pull you through the dark periods that will inevitably come. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, um, I mean, that's so true. I mean, as an entrepreneur myself, it's, it's one of the, the hardest things to do is to find someone that, that, you know, compliments you, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's, yeah. sometimes it's the reason why a lot of businesses fail. So I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm, totally. not, I'm happy you guys are, you know, you were able to find a, a fit. Your team, it's also mm-hmm. fascinating to me because you have an interesting network of travel organizers. I believe, um, you know, when, when Sander, the outreach manager, reached out to me, he was talking about how your organizers include a Yale grad who leads groups that sign up for his tours with no idea where they're going. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. You got a Cuban-American, yeah. Cuban-American dancer who is taking Americans to learn to dance in Cuba. And this is before the travel ban was lifted. I'm, I'm like, what is happening at We Travel here? So, so, so how do you assemble all this? I mean, you guys are incredible. You got over, I mean, people speak over, what, 15 plus languages in your team? It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's the team is one part. The organizers is another incredible part. So it's interesting. So we had, um, we actually just went on a team retreat, our first team retreat, because, um, so my co-founder, Garib, he's originally from Azerbaijan. He's now a U.S. citizen, but he had a successful tech career in Azerbaijan. He was the CTO of the largest bank there when he was 22 or something crazy like this. Um, and then Zaki, our third co-founder, he's from Indonesia. Um, so we got this incredibly international team. And then we have people from Germany, Latvia, Lithuania, and the U.S., of course, as well, that work for us, as well as people from the Ukraine. So, um, yeah, it's, I think because we're all immigrant founders, we attract people that are also immigrants. Mm. Um, and I guess we have a very open, transparent, and also very direct work culture that might be even, um, that I realized once we started also having some Americans on our team, that it's just a different way of giving feedback and of interacting with each other. I'm not sure what came first, you know, but um, maybe it's also the travel aspect that, of course, attracts a lot of internationals. I know. I mean, so a lot of what I do outside of this is I, I, you know, I go to companies and I speak on how to, you know, work across cultures, cross-cultural communications. And, and yeah. you know, it, it involves. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Exactly what you're saying because your team is the perfect example of a, a truly international team, but with everyone with different styles. 
And a lot of what I see when I go to these companies is there's, you know, there's some people with, with um, your collectivist mindset, some with individualistic mindset, some people not used to the power distance index. And they're like, okay, uh, I didn't like that feedback. But it's so interesting to me as, as you're the CEO of, of, of mm-hmm. such a, a international company. Have you, what, is the, what are the lessons that you've learned as you deal with several cultures? Do you have to adjust your leadership style as you're talking to someone from another yeah. culture or do you just do a one size fits all and everybody sort of buys into that company culture? No, that's actually a super fascinating question. And I, I was just about to write a blog post on that because it became extremely clear to me when we, so for the, let me talk a little bit more about the setup of WeTravel. And I think that's really interesting for people that are thinking to outsource any engineering or IT things or ideas that you have, because Building stuff in the U.S. is extremely expensive, especially if you're talking about hiring engineers or developers in San Francisco in the Silicon Valley. So a lot of people outsource, but it's really not easy. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to pay $20,000 and they're going to build me this app. That's totally not how it works. right? So we are in a really fortunate situation because Garib is from Azerbaijan, and he has such a fantastic career there that all the best engineers there know him, trust him, and are eager to work for us. So we can we can hire really loyal and super talented people from Azerbaijan, which is fantastic. But what I realized while working with them, um, mainly online, is that the only reason why I'm able to work with them really well is because I have the cultural background. So with, with the Red Cross, I was in Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. Uh, I speak Russian, right? Um, most of them do as well. That's, that's mainly how they communicate. Um, and it's just such a different culture. Um, if I wouldn't have that background of living in Central Asia for three years, I'm 100% sure we would have so many more communication problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No doubt. And that's fascinating to me, and that's the world I'm in. But And the reason I ask you this question is because you look at – the world 2016 has been right. Everybody yeah. has always said globalization is is great. You know, we've had globalization, we've had increasingly yeah. digital platforms, and I and I love that. But what I've noticed is that people haven't caught up to the globalization and digitalization of the world. No. And 2016 has been a reflection of how divided people are, or whether it's yeah. out of fear or people just didn't understand their neighbors. And I was like, I wonder how we can fully take advantage of the global world we live in. And your team is a full perfect example of that. You all have international people there. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, you've found a way to actually work together. That's not a reflection of society when everyone from different backgrounds comes together. It seems to be like my side versus your side versus their side. So um, that's why I was asking you that question because I'm always taking in case studies to, to see how CEOs and leaders like yourself found a way to, to make it, you know, a, not a seamless transition, but to work with different types of people and make them feel equally at home. Because it's tough. It's just a tough thing. Yeah, and, and it's tough. It's, it's tough. I mean, to give you a concrete example, um, it's funny because Europe is uh, is pretty direct already. You know, don't normally sugarcoat feedback, etc. But when I when I work with my two three American employees, I normally am a bit more careful, right? I do the sandwich technique. Like, look, what he wrote here is fantastic. Maybe we can improve that middle part. But overall, great job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly uh, what you mean. <laughs> So, so when we when we have discussions um, or uh, about maybe the way to implement a certain feature or so with the developers from Azerbaijan, right? We literally scream at each other until we find a solution. <laughs> but then we get really loud for maybe two, three minutes, four minutes, and afterwards we're best friends again. You know, it's like it's 
it's almost like not it's not an outlet for frustration but it's an outlet to 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 have really to have your voice heard fascinating um, fascinating and if i would have not had that cultural background and experience and knowing that that's kind of normal that you can actually scream at each other and the next day be totally cool with it or even 10 minutes later be totally cool with each other again um, I would probably not be able to deal with this. <laughs> the thing is, 2016 also completely blew my mind. I mean, Brexit was honestly a huge shock for me because, yeah. although it's weird, because Switzerland is not part of the European Union, but the European Union is such uh, a peacemaker. And uh, I mean, we live in the most peaceful Europe that has ever existed, right? And um, yeah, yeah. Then there's obviously the U.S. election, and I just realized we work really well together as an international team, but we are also the fortunate ones, right? We are these this digital nomads or these digital elites that that profits from globalization. Yeah. Um, and it is painfully clear that we've left way too many people behind. Yeah, and and, and, and something that's yeah, perfectly said. I, you know, for me, I've always that was that was what fueled all this stuff that I'm doing. Is I'm trying to bridge that that disconnect because we live in a time like you say many areas they're experiencing a lot of peaceful but there's also a lot of inequality and there's also a lot of ignorance but yeah. we have the resources to bridge all these these um these gaps we have enough food to end the t- type of poverty but what is it that we can do as a society to, to fix those and and I'm, i haven't found the solution uh, <laughs> at all but i'm always yeah. i'm always curious i'm always curious because it's it's you know there's so many barriers that one has to go through, but um, um, you know, it's fascinating for me talking to people like you. Who I absolutely are, agree. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one no, day. I, I mean, for I, I think it's really on a, it's of course on a not trivial level, but for me, I, I can just talk from personal experience, and this is why I love traveling all my life, and why I decided to come back in the travel industry as well after the Red Cross, hmm. uh, because I still do believe that if you have once really lived abroad or experienced another culture. Truly, not just going to a resort hotel or a one-week quick stop somewhere at the beach, but really lived in another culture for a longer period of time, have friends in that culture, maybe speak another language. I truly believe that that broadens your your worldview and also just makes you more tolerant in general. Absolutely, and uh, you know, and hopefully, when people go onto a platform like yours, you know, the platform you're creating, which which is we travel, they can, you know you know, learn a lot from the teams that, that they're assembled with. You know, one of, one of my favorite travel experiences was, was in college when we went to, um, I forget the name, what's, uh, I think it was EF Tours, I believe. Um, so, yeah. so, so we, we, we took a business class and it was to Rome, Greece, and Turkey. And I remember a lot of us had not even known who, we, who the other person was. But we came out of that trip, it was about two weeks or two and a half weeks, feeling much closer and knowing a lot more about each other because a lot of us got lost in the cities. We had to find our ways, mm-hmm. but you know, we were also embedded in several of the cultures and we had, we were oftentimes, sometimes, you know, we adventured out, we were left to our defenses and it was interesting what we discovered about ourselves. And I've had some of those lifelong friends just from that experience, never took a class with any of them. Totally. Now, I mean, traveling, that's the other amazing part about traveling. It's just the, the group trips are sometimes, you know, I, I sometimes hear, friends of mine say, yeah, you know, but these group trips are not really my thing, etc. But group trips do some, something amazing. They also just, they show you the, the really the great sides and the horrible sides of any person you travel with, right? Go on any trip with them for two weeks and you'll know them afterwards. 
And uh, my three best friends from college are the the three buddies that we decided to go traveling afterwards for a month. We did a road trip through Europe because one of them was from Macedonia, so we drive to Macedonia, and it was uh, it was incredible, right? And we've been we're going to be lifelong friends after that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, you are in Financial Times, and you know they've, they've described you you guys as uh, a company on an upward path. So for those listening, I would definitely encourage you all to check. You know, you know you know, uh, what we travels up to and what they're doing. And Johannes is someone that fully embodies what he's doing. And, you know, he grew up, you know, as, as an aid worker and, um, he didn't expect to, to hit a startup idea, but then it's sin, it's since grown, you know, you know, and now look what he's doing. He's connecting people across different cultures and he's helping people, um, experience travel in a whole different way. So I don't know if you wanted to talk to the audience and tell them where to find you and what next, is is up for we travel but i wanted to give you the floor sure absolutely so um we see we see tons of potential um you know the, it's really hard to predict where your company is going to go because um i realized one thing once you put some you build something it's not really in your hands how people are going to use it we initially built this platform with People like me in mind or, or people I've met on, on my journeys who would tour guide. So then once we released the first version of the platform, every business school in the U.S. started using us, right? They started using us to organize their private group trips. Right. Uh, it was totally unexpected, but of course, we're not going to turn them away and say, hey, no, you shouldn't use our platform. And what happened since is that yoga teachers discovered it us because they organize all these yoga retreats and it's messy. They collect checks in class and whatever. They hate it. And they see our platform is like, wow, this is fantastic. I'm going to put my trip on there and organize everything for you guys. Um, we really want to branch out. We see yoga kind of as the one niche we're in right now, but we have other fantastic trips, right? You mentioned the salsa trip to Cuba. We have dance trips to Brazil. Uh, we have people that organize trips to the Himalaya. Um, Daryl, who you mentioned, who does these adventure, you don't know where you're going trips, uh, which is so great. And they're always super cheap. So we really hope to become the platform for any passionate individual that organizes small group trips to organize it through us, to get more customers through us and build this into a global community of people that like to really travel in small group. Well, there you have it. You know, um, you know, the company's founded by Johannes Kopel, but you also got two, co- two co-founders. The company's three co-founders, Johannes, Gary, and Zaki are immigrants hailing from Switzerland, Azerbaijan, and Indonesia. And they, you know, they met started the platform at UC Berkeley, and they collectively speak 15 languages and have traveled to over 80 countries. If you want to find out more about what they're up to and what they're doing, head over to www.wetravel.com. You know, they've got a pretty amazing story. Johannes is obviously a, a class act and very charismatic, uh, as you can tell. Uh, so I, I would love for you guys <laughs> to, check, to check out his platform and see what it's up to. Um, I usually close out my interview with this. and It's my mission statement. You know, use your difference to make a difference. How do you, Johannes, use your difference yeah. to make a difference? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I, you know, I've been, I've been extremely fortunate in my life. I grew up as a middle-class Swiss kid. You know, it doesn't get much better if you can get born anywhere in, in terms of security, financial stability, etc. You know, two parents that loved each other that are still together, also so rare in this world. And I was always wondering why I got to be so lucky and giving part of that back to the world was really something that always inspired me. I, I was really 
lucky to be able to do so with Direct Cross, where I had experience that very few people have, you know, visiting political prisoners and leaving this little office at the Afghan border in Tajikistan. And I want to continue this with We Travel. I really believe that if we start traveling in different ways, not with huge tour operators or going to resort hotels somewhere where we have hardly any contact with the people, with the country we're actually visiting, but if individuals that are really passionate about take you on these amazing journeys, I think it can open the world and bring some people together. Um, I definitely want to continue this with We Travel. I definitely, no, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely can see how that, that will happen. And um, I'm inspired by your story. I'm inspired by what you want to do. And, Hopefully, um, you know, you guys can help change the world for the better. If you want to find out more about uh, Giannis and what he's up to, make sure you ch- head over to wetravel.com and you'll be, you be sure to see what he and his team are doing. But till next week, ladies and gentlemen, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.